welcome back to our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Tegan, and I am joined by my co-host Sadie. Hello. And we are here to talk about getting into the festive spirit, specifically how to prep your home for the holidays. And I feel like we both love hosting, so I think this will be fun. Yeah, definitely. The week this episode drops, it's American Thanksgiving. And then I feel like after that, it is full-on Christmas mode and like full-on holidays. For us here in Canada, like obviously our Thanksgiving is earlier, so it's starting a little bit earlier. But I feel this episode is really going to let me unleash the festive spirit, which I've been trying so hard to keep tucked away. I'm like, it's too early, but now I'm like, nope. Mm -mm." See, I'm the opposite where I'm like, oh, it's November 1st. Let's go. Christmas time starts now. And it's great. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, let's do it, Teg. Let's let's talk about it. I feel like this will be the first of many holiday themed episodes. So yeah, I'm pumped. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me, especially as somebody who lives alone and like anytime I'm hosting something it's a lot of tasks to do you know Mm -hmm. so I always like to start by how I start any type of task like big task and that is by really planning out my time and if it's sitting down with my agenda or if it's looking at my calendar and being like okay I'm having a party Friday night when am I going to clean my house? When am I going to get groceries? When am I going to send the invites for this party? When am I going to do this? So I know it sounds really silly. Probably if you listen to this episode or this podcast a lot, you're like, this is of course where Sadie would start. (laughs) (laughs) But I really think, you know, creating some sort of like little work back schedule to like know you have a plan is a really great way to tackle the holidays, which are typically extremely overwhelming, very busy, lots of things going on. So that's my biggest tip, I think. So if it's from a big event that you're hosting or you're going to, and then kind of doing that work back like I uh, gave the example of, but I also think it could be looking at everything you need to do and then figuring out when you're going to do it. So even if it's not you know, leading up to a specific event, it's still maybe you want to tidy your home or you still want to be, I don't know, just like, you know, you'll be home a lot through the holidays. You're taking time off work, whatever it is. So you want to make sure your cleaning tasks are split up different days to make it a little bit more manageable. Or even like I was saying about the whole food and uh, maybe hosting, having snacks, baking, whatever it is. I think you can also really time batch things as well. So maybe it's like you have one day this weekend where you just like bake a whole bunch of things or prep a whole bunch of meals and then throw them in the freezer for later. I think trying to, you know, time batch as much as possible can help you get through a lot of things. And again, just make it more manageable and less overwhelming. Totally. I always start with a big to-do list And I used to be like a physical to-do list gal, but now I've moved into making the list in my notes app because then I could share it with my husband Mm -hmm. so that we can be like checking things off as we go, which is great. And then it's not like you, like I have to ask him, can you do this? Can you, it's just like, here's the list, work on what you want to. And we can just be like working together to get things done. So 
Totally. This is definitely the season for lists. If it's to-do list, yeah. if it's like I always have a running gift list of like, you know, what I'm just have ideas I want to get people or then I'm like checking people off the list, you know, yeah. where it's like, okay, Tegan's taken care of. I can move on to shopping for my sister or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm with you. My notes app is just full of different lists to keep me organized. Yep. Then there's Santa's list. Yeah. Then and he the checks best part, twice. Yeah. <laughs> the best part too is like, again, when you're really busy and overwhelmed, you can just instantly add it to your list rather than yeah. being like, oh, I need to remember this for later. It's yeah. like, nope, just write it down and you don't need to remember now. Like when you open your list later, you'll see it and mm-hmm. you've got your own back. So definitely recommend managing your time and using a list to do so. Totally. I think the first thing that came to mind for me, and this is something that I always start with if I have people over or if I'm feeling stressed, is to start like cleaning and tidying. And I've talked about this before, but I really love the Fly Lady method. I use the Fly Lady Plus app. And basically, it breaks down cleaning tasks into like really small things. And it only assigns you a very small amount of things every single day so that you don't necessarily get overwhelmed. So I wanted to throw that out there. It's not necessarily the best if you're doing like a full house deep clean. But it's good. Say you do a deep clean of your house now and you're like, how am I going to keep it clean until New Year's? If you try the fly lady method, it's supposed to be like you clean a little bit every day and then your house just stays clean easily. So, of course, I had to throw that out there. (laughs) There's also, you know, decluttering. I usually try and do a declutter when I'm putting away my summer clothes and that kind of thing. But I think it's good just to do another pass right before the holidays because you're going to be getting gifts. You might be buying yourself new decorations. If you're hosting, you might be buying yourself like new serving dishes or cutlery or whatever it is. And so it's like now is the time to declutter before your house gets too overwhelming. And I like to think of it as you're either decluttering or you're cleaning this. So if you've got areas of your house that are cluttered, it's just like one more thing you have to clean and it gets harder to clean. Whereas if you don't have a lot of things, it's very easy. So that's a big thing for me as well. I love that so much. I also find like... This time of year, it's like everything's in my house, you know, where it's like usually I have stuff outside through the summer, but I'm like all the chairs that I have on my balcony through the summer, I have to move them in the house. Yeah. And then it's just like this time. Yeah. This time of year is just like, okay, there's a lot going on. And then there's the holiday decor and then the people and it definitely is a lot. So I'm with you on the decluttering. And I also think anytime we talk about, you know, times of anxiety, stress, I think it just is worthwhile mentioning your physical space can impact that as well. So keeping it clean and clear is definitely a good idea. Yeah. It also just makes your home nicer for guests. Like I went to a Christmas party once and there was stuff on every single chair in the entire apartment. So it was like, there was nowhere for guests to sit. sit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's fine whenever everyone stood. 
but it's like, you know, make sure you have space for your guests to enter. Make sure you have space for them to put their coats and shoes. Make sure there's space for them to sit. There's space for them to use the washroom. If you're offering for them to stay over, make sure they have space in their room, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think I still need to check out the fly lady method for cleaning. So good. But I think if you're, you know, hosting, maybe it's your first time hosting or I don't know, you're just feeling overwhelmed about where to start. I think also just figuring out what are the most important rooms where people are going to be gathering. So it's like start with the bathroom because that's going to probably be used quite a lot or start with the kitchen because at least in my space, like that's where everyone gathers. And when Mm -hmm. I host, I like to put out food and drinks and that's where I put it. So it's like clean that space and maybe your living room, like you were saying, take like clean spots for you to sit. So I think it's just, if you can't get to everything, Mm -hmm. prioritize it based off where people are going to go. For me, that usually also looks like deprioritizing like my office, my bedroom, you know, like it's like I throw everything in there. It's a hot mess. And I hate when people are like, oh, can I get an apartment tour? I'm like, Uh. sure. But there's (laughs) half of my house that is a total disaster because that's why the rest of my house looks like neat and tidy. So that could also be a good uh, tip, too. Yeah. Something that I usually try and practice is like clean in the order a guest would walk through your house, if that makes sense. So that every yeah. you're like prioritizing by what they're going to see. So it's like you clean the entrance. If they walk right in and they're in your living room, you clean that next. If the next spot is your dining room, you clean that next. If next is the kitchen and you kind of work that way so that you're not like getting distracted, deep cleaning your bedroom closet when no one's even going to see that your bedroom closet exactly (laughs) and yeah seconding the bathroom I've heard I don't know I can't remember where I heard this but I heard that the bathroom is where guests notice mess more because it's usually the only space where they're alone and so they have time to really be looking and ever since I learned that I was like oh god now I have to like really deep (laughs) clean the bathroom because it's like true when you're like chilling in someone's living room you're like looking at the person you're talking to whatever you're not looking at the baseboards but when I'm in the bathroom I'm like looking around and (laughs) yeah going through the drawers no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) I'm always tempted like I have a medicine cabinet in my bathroom I've seen when people host parties they put up like they fill it with those mini bottles of liquor and they're like, oh, you ca- <laughs> like got caught. You have to do a shot. And I'm like, okay, one day I that have is to do that because so it's so funny. Because I've never seen that. Everyone. Yeah. I've had people stay over at my house before and I've come back and things have fallen out clearly and they've like put them back in and I'm like, oh, oh some of them snooping. <laughs> so I, it's like that second nature, so you know, but yeah. yeah that's hilarious. I also think too, when you are doing this decluttering, like if you're just like, okay, I have this pile of stuff, like what do I do with it? I think the holiday season's the prime time to be like donating stuff. So if it's, yeah. you know, going through your closet, if it's going through your kitchen to just like clean things up, simplify it, just like narrowing it down to the things you know you're going to use or you are constantly reaching for whatever, I think just donate the rest. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of places are looking for donations this time of year. And regardless if it's like women's shelters or I don't know, community centers, like I think it's 
easier to donate things this time of year because everyone just opens their doors. And it's so funny, actually, because I just have to tell you guys, I saw this TikTok. Maybe you guys saw it, too. And this guy was walking by, like, a store in the mall, and the campaign says it's giving season. And he was like, oh, my God, I just read that as it's giving season. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is so funny. But now I keep seeing giving season, and I'm just like, that's how I'm reading it every time. So when you're going through your declutter, just – hold things up and be like, it's giving season Season. for anything you want to donate. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Or if it's not giving season, I guess, then you donate it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I also think it's a good time to like organize busy areas that are like particularly busy during the holidays. So it's like if you cook a lot of meals or do a lot of baking, it's a good time to do like a deep clean and organization of your kitchen. If you're Mm -hmm. having lots of people over for movie nights, maybe it's like you're doing a reorganization of your movie shelf and your blankets or that kind of thing. And to do like a deep clean of things that you often skip. And so this could be like the inside of your oven or your windows or like your floors if you don't do a big mop very often. Even like yesterday, I just cleaned the filter on my washing machine, which was like a whole big thing that I could, I'll share another time. But I was like, this is the holidays. Here I am like cleaning the thing that's supposed to be doing the cleaning, but it's a good time to kind of get all your stuff sorted and same with like washing all of your linens, blankets, towels, stuff like you don't want to be running out of like a towel on Christmas Eve and be like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess I'll leave the festivities to go do a load of laundry. That is exactly. what we're trying to avoid. Yeah, especially like bathroom and kitchen linens, like have yeah. tea towels on deck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're baking and cooking, that is what we just need piles of. It's just clean linens but I think that kind of actually takes us into the next point which is keeping your kitchen stocked and ready knowing it is such a food is at least in my family food is like the center of any gathering Mm -hmm. so that's really also probably where my mind starts as soon as I'm hosting something I'm like okay what am I going to serve at this party so I think if it's family dinners, if it's just like a little soiree with your friends or something, I think having a plan for food is a great place to start. <laughs> having a plan for everything, a plan for your time, plan yep. for your food. But for, again, my family, we, my mom like writes out like, what are we having for Christmas dinner? And now that me and my sisters are older or say when we're going to my grandparents' house or something, it's like, who's in charge of desserts? You know, what can people do and bring? So it, again, makes it a little bit more, I guess, just breaks things down and takes the pressure off just the one person to do absolutely everything. So I think that can be a great way. And again, if you're hosting, maybe you ask people to bring things or you delegate things for people to bring, even if it's not food related, but it's like, hey, could you bring paper plates? Hey, can you bring cups? And can you bring cutlery? Like, whatever it is, I think delegating some tasks can really help you out. But again, going back to that list, I think once you know what you want to serve and what you want to serve, like have at a big dinner, then it's, you know, like writing your grocery list and just doing like a huge grocery shop for all of those things and really thinking it through. So it's like, okay, I'm going to serve, say like a charcuterie board. It's like, okay, how many cheeses do I need? What types of cheese? How many crackers? Mm -hmm. Like, 
all of the things that make the board. And the whole point is to try again to kind of time batch where it's like, it's probably saves you so much time if you just do like one big Costco haul than if you're running to the grocery store every single day to pick up little things like here and there, you know? So that's another tip, I guess, kind of on the time management planning side, but more related to food. And then I think the last thing that really comes to mind for me too is for my family anyway, there's usually like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then New Year's Eve. Like we have a plan for food. The other days it's like we'll probably eat leftovers or just kind of like something quick and easy, you know, knowing Mm -hmm. those other days are going to be like big meals that require a lot of effort and time. And we don't need that every day for like the week period between Christmas and New Year's. So I think stocking up on non-perishable things or frozen things can also really help. And again, just kind of takes the stress off of making in-the-moment decisions. It's like, oh, let's just eat that frozen pizza tonight or let's just, I don't know, whip up some chili because we have like cans of beans and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So another pro tip and bonus points, I guess, if you make things like I was saying ahead of time and then freeze them for later. I know my sister really likes to do like boxes of baked goods for like their friends for her boyfriend's co-workers and things like that but she'll often have like a baking weekend in November freeze things and then give it out like come December so just remember that you can literally freeze pretty much anything so you could look out for your future self that way as well love it I think related to like grocery tips the couple of things that came to my mind were uh my family always saves our like grocery points and mm. we'll use them for the big Christmas shop because it can be like very really expensive, expensive. Yeah, especially if you have point. like a big family. So that's one thing we save like throughout the whole year. And we do this at Indigo as well and then use all our points from the year for that. The other thing is that you don't have to do it all. So the last couple of years, my family has been getting our Christmas Eve dinner like semi-catered because Mm -hmm. we always have a Christmas party on the 23rd and then it would be like oh gosh we just had a party last night now we're supposed to be doing our big dinner and so we found a grocery store that will basically pre-cook a lot of the stuff and then we're just responsible for the meat and reheating all the sides that they've made and then adding in our own dessert or other sides if we want and it's made things so much easier and it just makes it more relaxing, I guess. And kind of yeah. like what you were saying to have, like, it's okay to have a frozen pizza. It, every meal doesn't have to be a big elaborate thing. It's okay. Like to have canned cranberry sauce, to have like box stuff you don't have to do it all and do it to the extreme. Yeah. 100%. I think that's a very important reminder. The last thing on the food piece is I also love to just keep my wine rack stocked. You can tell it's actually getting empty behind me here, but (laughs) I love to just have wine for like if people stop by or if I am having people over, it's like I have something to offer them, you know, or this is also pro tip. Something I've learned in my adulting years is if you get invited to like a party last minute or you didn't think ahead and you're like, oh God, I'm going to this party empty handed. You have bottles of wine, unopened bottles of wine that you can 
gift as well or take as kind of a hostess gift. So just something else I really love to make sure I'm stocked up on during the holidays. Totally. Yeah. I am very passionate about having a fully stocked bar, much more than like a fully stocked fridge or pantry. But I always like to have, especially during the holidays, like some of the holiday staples, like I always have rum in case Mm -hmm. people want to add that to their eggnog or like Bailey's or something like a dessert type of drink or like Prosecco in case people want to like toast to something, you know, it's the same thing with food basically. Yeah, definitely. I think that one way to really make your home feel like welcoming for guests, but also just to like get you into the holiday spirit can be to really focus on like cultivating the vibe of your house. And so for me, that usually looks like putting up a tree because I love a good tree and I always try and get a real tree because then the smell is so good. I feel like I always talk about like scents when I'm talking about like home episodes, but I love the smell of a tree. And even like before that, having candles everywhere, winter specific scents. And I even like to sort of dedicate a scent to each room. So it's like the scent in the kitchen is different than what's in the living room, which is different than what's in the office. And they're all Christmassy, but they're all kind of separate. And then candlelight's just like a vibe. It gives Mm -hmm. that like cozy Christmas feeling. Yeah, so cozy. I'm feeling cozy just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I think my cultivating the vibe always starts with just the decor. Like you were saying, I set up my Christmas tree and I have a wreath and even just like little trinkets in the kitchen and swapping out my spoon rest for a Christmassy spoon rest, you know, just like little things like that. So I think that can be a really fun, probably obvious way to cultivate the vibe. For me, my favorite places to shop are HomeSense, which is the equivalent to Home Goods in the States. Walmart. Last year, I was Mm -hmm. obsessed with Walmart Christmas stuff. It was so cute and also super affordable. And Michael's too. And they always have really great sales on. So I don't know. Just I don't think it needs to be anything super expensive or, you know, like, making your own uh, wreaths or Christmas urns or anything like that. Like I think it can Mm -hmm. just be like small little things you add to every room and you'll just be having that festive vibe, I guess. And then the other thing outside of that is also making sure my wrapping supplies are stocked up. This is kind of under cultivating the vibe, kind of under just like getting organized and looking out for your future self, but it's like the worst when you're going to wrap a gift and you're like, oh crap, I'm out of uh, scotch tape or like, oh, I don't have a ribbon. Oh, I don't have a bow. So usually I like, usually this time of year actually like end of November right when I kind of start my Christmas shopping and before I have everything to wrap, I go and I like pick out my wrapping paper for the year. I stock up on ribbons. I get tape, the like two from tag things, all of those. I'm like, okay, I have my wrapping supplies. I'm good to go. And then I'm obviously slightly crazy. And <laughs> I I think it was last year or two years ago, I bought like a wrapping paper tote from Canadian oh, Tire. Yeah. Oh my God, such a game changer. So I'm like, now that's all organized and so easy when the time comes to wrap everything. Because 
that's also something that can be really overwhelming when you have to like dig through all your stuff to find, you know, the perfect size paper or like the perfect mm-hmm. bag for these gifts. So another pro tip. Love it. I'm glad you brought up Canadian Tire because I've heard that their Christmas collection is like amazing this year and supposed to be all these okay. anthro dupes. Okay. It is Canada's Christmas store. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> So, so funny. funny. That's actually so true. I actually forgot about Canadian Tire. I yeah. probably 99% of my Christmas decor is from Canadian Tire. And right. then the remaining 1% is all stuff I bought last year from Walmart and HomeSense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's so, stuck. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I just breezed over Canadian Tire, that's hilarious. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting. They have, I'll have to uh, check out Matt this year that went viral because it's the exact same as one that Anthropology sells, Matt? like a doormat, oh. and it looks like a gingerbread house. I feel like you've probably oh. seen it and just like assumed it wasn't Canadian Tire, but yeah, interesting. I've been on the hunt for one, but haven't found one yet. Girl, come to my Canadian Tire. It's so good. It's the yeah. superstore, like, Ooh. and it's in walking distance from my house. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> People listening are like these Canadians just nerding yeah, out what about a bunch of And the best part, talk about cultivating a vibe. When you say Canadian tire, I can smell it. Like yeah, I it can smells sm- like tires. <laughs> yeah. And like gas and like it just yeah. smells. Yeah. Has a very distinct smell. So we're cultivating yeah. the vibe just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. I think another way to cultivate the vibe can be like music, obviously. records can be like the perfect way to set like the cozy mood with like the crackle of a record and I feel like Christmas albums are always so cute so I have like a little collection of Christmas albums that you can spin whether it's like for a party or when you're cooking or for dinner or wrapping and it's a mood but even just like a nice playlist Obviously, Mm -hmm. that hits the spot. I've been like searching all over Spotify for different Christmas mood playlists. This is going to make me sound like a psycho. But I found one that's like Christmas cooking, Christmas cleaning, Christmas, like all these different ones. So I'm very passionate about it. (laughs) I love that so much because when you were talking about that, I was like, I definitely have like a Christmas like baking playlist where it's just kind of like good vibes, you know, and then I have like a Christmas party playlist where it's like people are belting these songs out and it's like the pop hits that you like hate when they come on the radio, but you also low-key love it, you know, so there definitely is different, different moods, but it's all, yeah, through the music that you're listening to. I love it. A little like soundtrack to the festive activity you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's movies too, which can be a great way to like get in the spirit, to Mm -hmm. like do something festive, but indoors if you have guests over, you can also be like playing them in the background or I'm very passionate about YouTube. So it's like the virtual fireplaces or I've just gotten into the like virtual art And then I get like really specific. So I had like a whole Halloween virtual art set of videos. Now I'm into like Christmas virtual art. So there's that element too. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm laughing to myself because I think we need to post a poll if people like the movie Christmas with the Cranks. Because Tegan hates it. Like, Girl, I have something to tell you. I (laughs) just watched The Family Stone because you said that's like, 
I think it's your family's like loves it or something or your mom, mom loves it. My mom does. I don't yeah. know if I've seen it. Oh god. Or I don't I, remember it. <laughs> I was like this might be one of the worst movies I have ever really? seen. I'm glad that you don't like it. I was like I'm going to I don't know s- it. Okay. I But my yeah. mom's an avid listener of the podcast so she's I'm probably so like sorry, Kagan. It's I have a really hard time with movies where people are mean like for no reason. I find okay. it like I can't <laughs> suspend my disbelief. So they're all really mean to the one girlfriend character who's coming for Christmas, like okay. sociopathic level mean where I'm like, oh. so they just don't have emotions. Like what's going on? Right. Or are they aliens pretending to be humans? I don't know. And so I watched this and I was like, oh my God, like I almost lost my faith in filmmaking because wow. yeah. And this was the first Christmas movie I watched because I was like, I want wow. something cozy, but not like a Christmas favorite. Mm. And then I saw it and was like, Sadie's family loves this movie. Let's go. And then I was like, Christmas is dead. I love, I love how <laughs> that's the movie you think of for my family because yeah, I, I think my why. mom likes it and she watches <laughs> it. But Sarah Jessica Parker's in it, right? Yes. She's yeah. the girlfriend that they're mean to. It's okay. a stacked cast. It should okay. be an amazing movie. Okay. I know my mom doesn't like Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, she mm. just is, like, very annoyed by her. So, she doesn't like that That probably in the movie. works then. Yeah. Okay. Because she's so, the one that's being, like, everyone's just mean to her <laughs> for no so- reason. So, if you hate her, you're probably <laughs> like, yeah, I'd do that too. <laughs> so, that's why my mom likes this movie. <laughs> but what I was going to say about the Christmas with the Cranks is my family likes that movie a lot. That should be the movie you think of for my family. Okay. But I know you hate it, and I'm pretty sure my sister's boyfriend hates it as well. But my family, my family, like my parents especially, just like love Tim Allen and Tim Allen movies. So that checks out. But I don't know. We need to post a poll to see which side people are on. Yeah, because that's what my husband loves too. And I'm like, it's the same. Oh, yeah. We have to watch it every year. Oh and every year I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> but I'm know. pretty sure you and Tyrell shouldn't watch Christmas movies together <laughs> because me and Tyrell should because yes. we have the same vibe. Santa exactly. Claus movies, hell yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I the don't know. second thing is you guys didn't watch the new Santa Claus revival, right? Last year? You no, didn't? we watched the f- maybe like the first 10 minutes of the first episode and then we were like oh okay and that was the end i watched the whole thing and i will watch season two that's coming out this year (laughs) wow he does love the santa claus like tyrell can almost say it word for word which is insane but then (laughs) this is a whole (laughs) side conversation that's happening but so he, there's one part in the Santa Claus where he goes like Topo Gigio. Yeah. And right? And Tyrell says of that course. year round, 24-7. He's just always saying that. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, it's like a <laughs> reference to the Santa Claus. But once we, we were at like Christmas dinner with my whole family and he said it. And <laughs> my uncle Norm like finished the line. And he was like, oh, yeah, the Santa Life Claus. made. <laughs> he was like, my family watches it every Christmas Eve. And I was like, what? So that is the best. We yeah. love that. 
Yeah. So I, that's our movie rant. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know anybody who doesn't love the Santa Claus. Like, come on. Like, the yeah. original one. So oh, good. So good. So good. I'm just obsessed with Charlie. Like, him as a kid, I'm like, my heart just, like, swells. I love him so much. Oh, He's my so God. cute. See, I don't feel that way. I love <laughs> Bernard. Every time he oh, comes yeah. on screen, we're like, Bernard, let's go. Obviously. <laughs> oh, man. So So good. you didn't see him come back in the re- reboot then? N- Bernard? Any of these people? No. no. <laughs> I, Bernard yeah, I comes don't know. back. Damn. I know. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it. We once tried to watch all three in one night. Okay. And yeah, then that's a lot. we got to the third one and we were like, wow, the quality. <laughs> Like, it's just gone downhill. So I don't even think I've watched the third one since we tried to do it that night. And especially watching them back to back, it's so obvious, like, the decline, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is also, sorry, now I'm just, like, ranting, but (laughs) this is a side thought. But I just watched Halloween Town. Halloween Town's, like, my Santa Claus of Halloween, right? So it's, like, these throwback Disney movies from when I was a kid are so nostalgic. Love them. Watch them every year. But I watched Halloween Town 3, which is, like, Halloween Town High, where they are in, like, high school. They have a group of students come from Halloween Town into, like, the human real world. And they tell everyone that these kids are from Canada. That's kind of why they're, like, exotic and weird and whatever. (laughs) And I was like, this is why, like, in the Santa Claus, they do the same thing where they turn the North Pole into Canada. So I also have a follow-up question rather than just are you team Christmas with the Cranks or not. (laughs) But if you're American listening to this, why is that the joke? Like. (laughs) Canada's not that different from the U.S. So it's like, oh, yeah, this uh, group of exotic students is here. They're from Canada. And everyone's like, oh. (laughs) And I'm like, what the heck? I don't know. I just find it so funny how that's the go-to plot of these movies where it's like, okay, we need to come up with something. Let's just (laughs) say it's Canada. (laughs) What the heck? I don't even remember this (laughs) As a Canadian watching it, I just find it hilarious, but I'm also like, is this yeah. really what people think of us? Yeah. Nothing you is better than when Canada gets mentioned in a movie. Like, this is so lame, but there were a couple good mentions in, like, some big movies this year where we were like, oh, like, um, in Killers of the Flower Moon, they were like, a guy in Toronto invented insulin, and people in my theater were like, oh, because they said Toronto. Oh I was like, guys, relax. <laughs> that's hilarious that's different than the mentions i'm referring yeah, to it's where positive. it's like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah for us for these ones i'm like okay what is going on but yeah that's i think it's the santa claus too where he's uh brings carol's parents to the north pole and then he says that they're in canada and then they like make signs where it's like, welcome to Canada. Like, I don't know. Oh, I feel like this you must don't be the third this? one because it's not ringing a bell. Carol's no. the wife, right? She's Mrs. Yeah. Claus. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's, maybe it's the third one. I feel like the second one ends like right when they get together because isn't he like has to marry someone. Oh. Right. So then it's like the whole movie's trying to get her. And then it's like, okay, okay. That must right? be the third one then. Because then Jack Frost is the baddie. <laughs> so that is... Oh, that's the second one? That's the third one with Jack Frost. 
Okay. It, it must be the same one when it, where the North Pole's Canada. I can't remember now, but anyways, <laughs> just had to say that too. Wow. Because it's low-key hilarious. And I was like, <laughs> why is this the same plot as yeah. Halloween Town and the Santa Claus? And they're both Whatever. the third movie? Yeah. Disney? <laughs> it's probably the same writer. You had to write both the same <laughs> year or something. <laughs> oh, oh, my Anyways, gosh. there's our movie <laughs> rant. <laughs> Okay, what else were we going to talk about? We we're going to talk about having guests over. I feel like yeah. we've kind of mentioned a couple guest things, but I mean, having a spot for guests to leave their boots and coats is good. This is something I'm always terrible at because my husband has gigantic feet, so his shoes take up our entire closet. So I'm sorry, guests, if you come to our house, I'm not going to do this. But <laughs> if you're listening, do better than me and make space. It's also nice to offer everyone a drink, having both alcoholic and non-alcoholic on hand, as well as a snack. It's also nice to have like cold and hot options. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are very specific with diets nowadays. So it's like having drinks with caffeine in them or with low sugar or whatever it is. It's just nice to have options. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. I'm like a keep the tea, coffee, hot chocolate bar stocked. Yeah. Also keep the like Coke, ginger ale, sparkling water stocked yeah. and keep the wine stocked. So I'm yeah. with you 100%. Um, it's also good to keep the bathroom stocked in like the obvious ways, like having toilet paper and having soap on hand, but also like having room spray, having like towels and mm -hmm. even like having a plunger there basically to avoid your guests feeling awkward or having mm -hmm. to like have an awkward conversation with you if they need a plunger. You know, it's just nicer to have that stuff in there already and then again like we said to have extra clean linens for your guests bedding towels that yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah that's so true we talked a lot about like food alcohol like pantry wrapping station but I think a lot of those things like you're saying toilet paper even like Kleenex you know things like that where it's just like people might need this or uh, paper towels is another one where it's like yeah. people are bound to spill drinks you know like have something ready to clean all that up or yeah so you don't run out mm -hmm. that's it's even nice to have a stock of things like painkillers like Pepto-Bismol obviously it's good for you because if you're feeling sick say it's snowing you don't want to go out to have to run and get it but even for guests like band-aids makeup wipes even like hand sanitizer having that near your entrance those kinds of little things that just make your guests time with you more enjoyable yeah awesome I love that Great. so much well guys I feel like those are all of the tips we wanted to share with you however I do want to plug that over on patreon we're going to be posting a ultimate playbook about hosting and just sharing some more tips. Even I think we've had past episodes about hosting parties and things like that, but I really want to like round it all up into one central spot where you can go download it and have it essentially handy for any time you're hosting any party, if it's related to the holidays or not. So go check us out on Patreon and join our community there. You can join for as little as $2 a month. And if you are list, like an avid listener to the podcast, you also will 
see our episodes early, get early access to them, all of those sorts of things. So really fun spot to be. Go check us out on Patreon. You can also check us out on social media at our golden twenties. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, which is also a great spot to cultivate the vibes. We have Spotify playlists. We're literally everywhere you can find us. And I think that's it. Right, Tag? You can also leave us a review and uh, rating on the app that you're listening to this. That also really helps us out. But that is everything. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.